0: This episode of the Buffalonian podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian division of the Horse Podcast Network, a podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the Wings of Blue Cheese podcast and the Buffalonian podcast, with more shows on the way very soon. Find these shows wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or simply visit our website posted in the episode description. Now, without further ado, let's get into the Bills, Sabres, Hot Takes, and more. The Buffalonian podcast. All right. Let's go. I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. Dom, it's Friday. How we feeling?
1: Excited to get the school week over with and get the football weekend going on. Damn straight, but you hear this? Hear that little jingling over here?
0: Sounds like a drink with some ice in it. Sounds like an empty cup with some ice in it, but you know it's going in said empty cup as we speak. Is it Josh? You tell, me. you tell me Pepsi formula. It is. It is. I saw it. There's no way we couldn't talk about it being the Buffalonian podcast and all. So, as I'm filling my glass with Pepsi right now, it's fizzing. It's fresh. It's nice and cold. The glass is sweating already. Good pour. I now show Bill medium sauce. It's sweating as well for different reasons. It is, uh, it's been out of the fridge for a few minutes here, getting ready for prep. But now we pour it in to the Pepsi. I don't know the ratio here. There was no ratio. He was just dumping, right? Just It was like a, you got to go all the way to pretty much the top. All the way to the top? I'm going to waste all my hot sauce. All right, hang on. Like Kiko and Kiko and Kiko. I can't keep going. You got to. All right, that's good enough. There we go. All right, so as you can see it is not stirred at all. I do not have a celery stick, I do not have a blue cheese rim, but it is just sitting, it's hovering at the top of the glass right now. So I'll give it a quick little stir and it's breaking up into like this gross film that just sits at the top of the glass. I'll show you the before and after real quick. It's this is orange. It 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 fully changed color, but it's just floating around in there. I don't know if you can see it. Like it doesn't it doesn't mix, you know what I mean? So here we go. Now taking a look at the top. It, it does not. All the bubbles have turned orange. So it does not look appealing. If Cheeto, if they had a Cheetos like puffs, like the, the powder, cheese powder drink, this is what I would picture it looking like. But let's go in for a quick taste test here. You ready? This is just so you know, we can make this a weekly thing. If this triggers the Bills, you know, superstitionists out there, people who believe in that. If, if if we, Dom, you might have to drink it next week if the Bills win after I drink it this week. Hey, you don't want a big, big, uh, we could, we could yeah, do a nice, so. we could do a nice, a big cheers, you know, every, every yeah. Friday. But here we go. Dick it and sink it. You ready for this? Can't say it's good. Cannot say it's good. Wrong. Um, very hot, saucy. Um, the Pepsi kind of gets lost in it. I don't know. I'll have to rewatch the ad. We'll have to nail down the exact ratio of sauce to Pepsi. And maybe, you know, maybe the blue cheese rim provides a little like muting to the hot sauce. You know, it kind of might complement it a little more. Let's move that away from the electronics. So I don't want to knock anything over here. But
1: yeah, what would you to give
0: hurt. a 10? Less than a five, but it wasn't it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be.
1: Does the aftertaste make it better or worse? Like after having a couple seconds after taking a sip?
0: I would have to say, I don't know. See, like this is where it gets interesting because right now it's like, I just ate four chicken wings. Okay. Like my mouth is kind of like burning like that good slow burn though. You know, it's not like aggressive, but at the same time, the back of my throat, there's this Pepsi taste. That's just not complimenting it at all. So like, (laughs) I don't, I I really, I have no idea what's happening in my mouth right now. This is just, I'm watching it sit here and it just, it's starting to look worse and worse. Like, it's just like, it's just turning more orange. I mean, the color is pretty spot on though. I think we got the ratio, right? It just leaves that film though at the top, you know? But yeah, I mean, if you're a superstition guy or gal out there watching and the bills win after this, maybe you could join us for a toast of Pepsi and hot sauce every Friday, every betting on the bills can get a toast, but we do have more to get to than just drinking hot sauce and Pepsi put together. So go, go bills, I guess. I don't know. A lot of people said, I I saw comments on that Josh Allen commercial. If you don't know what we're referencing here, you know, by making this drink, Josh Allen is now in a Pepsi advertisement where he uses a celery stick to mix hot sauce and Pepsi together. And he has a blue cheese rim on the glass. So Um, I see a lot of comments like, I live in Buffalo, from Buffalo, born and raised. We don't do this, period. Don't do this. It's just all these disclaimers like, don't do this. Like, come on, like, born and raised, live a little, try it. It's, it's, it's a fun advertisement. It's it's meant to do that. Would I ever do this again? Willingly, no. But if it, if it gets their (laughs) their wins, if it gets their bills, their wins every week, I mean, might have to start hop, hop on the trend. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I mean, that's Pepsi and hot sauce combined, though. Feel free to try it. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, if you're not a hot sauce fan, I wouldn't recommend it. It's still lingering around my lips from, like, you know, the outside, the burn. You know how you're supposed to eat wings, like, you know, with the teeth. You don't get the your lips all over because you're going to get it's. – they're going to burn. That's what's happening right now because you drank it out of a glass. So, you know, avoid that maybe. Waterfall it. I don't know. I don't know what the best way to go about you use a thing. straw? That would be good. Probably should have done that because I – I think I got a huge concentration of hot sauce all the way up the top. So, but anyway, anyway, it's a big week for the AFC East here. This is a big week. Dolphins three zero after putting up 70 points on the Broncos, they won 70 to 20. The bills commanding win in against the commanders in Washington. Um, you know, they, they played very well played. This is, this is two good teams, two good looking teams right now. Um, the Dolphins though are looking spectacular. It's a little it's it's a little nerve wracking going into this game. But I mean just like before we break it down big time here, like what are you, what are you what are some lingering thoughts you have? Um is last week making you feel any better about this game, even though it was like the commanders and you know, they have a good front four, they have a good defense, but I mean, like what are your what are your thoughts?
1: I think last week does make me feel better about this this week coming up. I think Yeah, when a team puts up 70, it's eye opening. Yeah. And you had to give them a lot of credit. I mean, just, but also just already proved the point that, at least to me, that this offense for Miami is just explosive and is probably, I would say, the best offense in football. I mean, I don't know how you could argue they just put up 70 points on anyone. Um, Yeah. But I don't don't think, I don't think my opinion of Miami has changed that much. Like, I I already thought after last week that they're they're in the tier one of teams. You know, they're one of the best teams in the league, led by a very strong offense and a defense that's kind of um underachieved. Like I, I think this defense for Miami, I mean, I know they're missing Jalen Ramsey, but on paper they have a lot of talent. Like and some of that comes down to we'll talk about Jalen Phillips missing this game, but they still have Bradley Chubb, they still have Christian Wilkins, Zach Zealer, Jerome Baker Baker's a really solid Uh, linebacker. They still have arguably the best safety in football in Javon Holland, and they still have Xavier Howard on the back end playing corner. So, yeah, I don't think my opinion... I mean, they're really well-coached. The scheme is really good. Their special teams are not very good, and their defense is underachieving, but their offense is so good, and they have the talent, and you feel like they have the defensive coordinator in Vic Fangio, where they're going to figure it out. So, I don't think my opinion on the Dolphins have changed. I think my opinion on the Bills has... Improved just because, mm-hmm. you know, you you go on the road against a formidable foe. I mean, I don't think I no, think they're, or, like, or like that. Their fringe, defense,
0: like we talked about,
1: yeah. I think they're a fringe playoff team. I think the offensive line answered. I think the offensive line answered a lot of questions um this week again. No, again, scheme. You know, Ken Dorsey again able to have a game plan to keep Josh clean. But I also thought we saw Josh play another very mature game in a row. I know the pick was the pick, but other than that, I think he really took care of the ball and took care of his body. Um and I think, you know, getting the ground game going was really important. And then this defense um just dominated. Against against a team, I mean this was the best offensive they faced. I mean Eric Bien-Ami is a really good play caller in my opinion. And I think Howell was playing at a pretty high level, to be honest. And it's not like the commanders don't have weapons like Terry McLuhan, I mean we talk all he's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Jahad Dawson's a first-round draft pick. Brian Robinson's playing at a at a very high level in the running back position as well. So when they also have like Curtis Samuel and some other, you know, really solid depth guys, so it was a really solid. And they don't have a ter- they don't have a terrible offensive line either. I think they have about I would say league average ish. And to really dominate the game and have Terrell Bernard step up and we see Trey kind of getting back to being Trey, I think my opinion of the Bills has changed. In the fact that I still, I always thought they were tier one, but like I'm confident now that they're a thousand percent that tier, and I mean it does make me feel a little bit better about this week ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I'm right there with you. Seeing their performance week one, I mean, it did raise some question marks, right? That they, they looked reminiscent of the offensive shell we saw in that the Bengals divisional playoff loss, where we lost by 17 points, and. You know, coming into week two and week three, it was like, are they going to answer back? Are they, you know, keeping the receipts like Geno Smith? You know, are they keeping those around? Are they, are they going to make the adjustments necessary to be a formidable opponent to Miami? Right. Like you see, they came out in week one and had a stellar game against the Chargers. Right. And the Chargers charged. They always do. That's unfortunately how it goes for that. But the Dolphins proved right there that they were ready to play. Tua throws. He has, he's a, A near perfect game in week one, right? That was an indicator right there. And Bills lose to the Jets. Josh Allen throws three interceptions. Morale is low. It's not like you're, oh my God, I'm so confident we can win the AFC East after seeing the Dolphins put on that performance. Week two, you know, the Dolphins play the Patriots, little lower of a scoring game. Belichick's defense, again, kind of the X factor in that regard, but they come out on top, one and one and oh in the division at that point. And then go into week three, and they put up seventy points. Like it's it, they're they're a formidable team, and the Bills answered back. They took down the Raiders in a thirty-eight to ten blowout. They held their last two opponents to ten points or less while scoring thirty plus points. I mean, you can't really ask for much more than that efficiency wise. You know, their defense was cooking, firing on all cylinders. Their offense was having a day. Um, Allen threw one interception in that Commanders game, but again quote unquote, like we talked, arm punt. I don't even I don't even want to get into it. But I think the Bills have shown that they can play a team like Miami and play them well. The defense I think is better matched to Miami than Denver's was. I don't think there's a shot they put 70 points on the Bills, you know, this coming Sunday. I the like we were talking about the other night, Tua's longest completed air pass was over 20 like 20 yards ish around there. The rest was yards after catch. That's like the Broncos just couldn't, couldn't tackle. Tyreek Hill was free and loose and just out there. And I think the bills defense is better suited to handle that. You know what I mean? And so I, I'm, I'm confident. I think the bills can win this game. It's going to be a fun game to watch. If you're a football fan, I think, I think it's going to be a good one, but I mean, we have Poyer ruled out right with a knee injury and Jalen Phillips, their edge rusher, dolphins, edge rusher is ruled out with an oblique injury. So we lose Poyer, but has he been playing that X factor level? Really, who do you think takes Poyer's spot, real quick?
1: DeMar, uh, Taylor, Rapp.
0: Taylor Rapp, yeah, no, demar not DeMar. DeMar's not <laughs> least.
1: I think it's interesting what if we're, it changes into injuries. You know, both yeah. both teams lose something. I think just focusing on the Dolphins for about two seconds, they have other injuries across their offensive line, but I really truly believe everyone else is going to be playing for them. Like I don't think. I think it's one of those weird. Oh, they lumber didn't practice, but yeah, they could be banged up. But I think all of them are going to go. Yeah, they didn't have Jalen Phillips last week. I don't. I don't think they've had Jalen Phillips since week one. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, actually, I don't think he played Sunday against the Pats. He yeah, was the guy that right. had the, the the big moment. Uh, the Chargers last drive, getting the back to back I don't know if he got credit for back to back sacks, but got the pressure on Herbert, leading to the sacks to end that game. Um. And for me, that's a big loss because Jalen Phillips has been a huge pain in Spencer Brown's behind uh, last year. And not having him on that defensive line is just another playmaker that they don't have to cause Josh any hurry. And I, I think that's really important for this Bills offensive line because Deion Dawkins owns Bradley Chubb. Like, Bradley Chubb did not get any really make any kind of big ish play. Right. It felt like in those two, he was kind of not really there obviously Wilkins and Sealer on the in- inside but the teams have been able to run on run on this team as I as we mentioned before with their defense being under really underachieving so I think losing I would say their best pa- I know I think Christian Wilkins is their best defensive lineman but yeah, I think, a little grabber but I think <laughs> Jalen Phillips is their best pass rusher and mm-hmm. so to not have your best pass rusher against the Bills is a huge loss and then Going to the Bills' perspective, I think everyone's going to play. I know Reed Ferguson having that wrist is a little weird. Near a He's long-term. practicing today.
0: Yeah. yeah, but everyone
1: else seems to be at least on track to play unless someone's inactive that we don't know. Mm-hmm. I think losing Poyer is huge from a communication standpoint and coverage standpoint. Like I think he was still covering at a good level this year, but his inability to really tackle in space has not been good. And I, mm-hmm. and I do generally feel bad because – I really feel like he he didn't he had the meniscus tear, battled through had the elbow injury battled through that, and I think it really did cost him. I think it cost him his long-term health. Yeah. From the perspective of it cost him getting a long-term deal in free agency. I think it's the big reason why he came back to Buffalo is because no one was wanting to pay him because of all the, the mileage on him. And now it seems like the knee is barking up again. And I don't know, I don't know if it ever was reported that he had surgery on the knee. So. I don't know. It's another big reason why the Bills, I think, looked ahead on that, and that's why I think Tyler Rapp was really signed. is that they didn't... Maybe they didn't think Hyde or Poirier... I mean, Hyde even has a little bit of the hamstring injury. Could they hold up for a full 17 games? And we don't know. DeMar's kind of a wild card. So I think that's another reason why they brought Rapp in, and why I think Rapp will be starting, because for me, Rapp is a good tackler. I don't think he's as yeah. good as coverage as Poirier. Right, Rapp has not had a good start to the season. Obviously, I mean, the the, the getting called a bum by Devonte Adams,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: getting kind of manhandled by the Jets. Even though I don't think that was really his fault, I think it was more of they tried something with him and it, it wasn't. It just didn't work out. Like it was poor, um, you know, when they were triple tight and they had him on the field. That was just poor. Take Karen Johnson off. They stopped doing that. So for me, it's 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 a proving point for Taylor Taylor Rapp being like, hey, you're gonna start this game. He's had starting experience, so it's not like you're putting in a fresh body that's never done this before. So, I, I I, mean, listen, last time, the first game last year when they played the Dolphins, they started DeMar Hamlin, Jaquan Johnson, both guys that never really played anything other than special teams. So, having Taylor Rapp, a guy who starred a lot of big games for the Rams, won the Super Bowl, has that experience, is a good tackler in space, I think is going to be important in this game. So, I think Phillips' injury is actually going to be more benefit you know more to the benefit of the bills and his injury to the dolphins just because it's the reason why they brought Taylor Rapp in,
0: yeah no I agree with you, yeah I mean Devonte Adams calling him out I mean that that's not a good look at all, but I think i I do think you're right in the fact that tackling he's superior to his coverage play and i I think uh we're gonna see him in there and doing well because the Broncos clearly couldn't tackle because yards after catch in that game were absolutely off the wall I mean I just I can't even get into it it's just it's such a joke it's not even funny um but it's I think I think without Poyer you're gonna be just fine um I mean we talked over the past couple weeks Poyer's been kind of slow himself as well feeling right like he doesn't feel like the same old Jordan Poyer anyway so um you know I feel like Maybe getting a tackler in there might change change the feel of it a little bit, and just see what happens. But um, yeah. I mean, I don't really. I'm not fretting about it. I mean, I love Jordan Poyer. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not. I'm I'm not not, fretting
1: about it. But Jordan Poyer is the second best safety on this. team.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: But like that's what I'm saying. Like, do I? I think we could say that like there's a different skill set between him and Rap. Like Rap, as you said, is more of a is a more of a I don't know, say run stopper, but more of a down to the line of scrimmage kind of guy.
0: Yeah,
1: coverage guy than Poyer, and you're you're gonna see how they're gonna have to play that out. You know how they're gonna maybe protect Taylor Rapp even a little bit, uh, so he doesn't get burned. So I do think the Bill's destiny of winning the Super Bowl and not having Jordan Poirier in your starting eleven on defense hurts that a little bit, especially for all the experience and just his knowledge and communication with Hyde and Trey and. Terran, I mean, those guys have been together for what, yeah, six years together. So, yeah, I think especially when you have a young player in the middle of your defense and Terrell Bernard having both experience in the system safeties is so. I, I don't know, maybe it maybe it's not so much the player to player change, like just talent at the current moment with Corey being banged up and rap being healthy. I think it's more of the, the not the off. Not talent based, but just the knowledge and the communication skills that Boyer has over rap. I think we could see that being a problem. But at the end of the day, listen, there's a reason why they brought Taylor Rap in. For, it's for moments like
0: these. Yeah. And to fill in and do what you need to do. Next man up mentality. Man up.
1: So yeah. I do want to say my four things to look at now, talking more about the game and getting out of the injuries. And last yeah. week, I think the four things to look at if you're a Bills fan will that will lead the team to success is this. Miami has terrible special teams. Mm-hmm. Terrible special teams. We talked about this on Tuesday. Yeah, they we were did. Three-second DVOA. I know the Bills give a big palm return touchdown. That kind of skews it, whatever. But Tyler Bass is better than Jason Sanders. I think um, Sam Martin has been really solid this year. He has mine.
0: Well, I mean, people are coming at him for that missed tackle on that. Whatever. whatever. Turn, but that's stupid. That. It's a, he's a punter. Yeah.
1: The Broncos had a kickoff return touchdown last week against the Dolphins. I think. They had a black field goal from the Patriots. I mean, the, I just think the Dolphins are very poor on special teams. I think when you're in a close enough game, special teams, it's not a third of the game, but in these kind of games, it gets as close to Like, I don't truly believe that special teams is a third of the game, but when you get to these type of games against elite of the elite, the best of the best, it becomes closer to the third of a team than you're playing some trash team. Like, it gets – it, the highest value of special teams happens in these type of games. Muff a punt, big kickoff, kick the ball out of bounds, miss a field goal, get a pump blocked. Like, yeah. Bills have to have success on special teams because that, that is an advantage they have over the Dolphins, like point blank. And this is a team that invests in special teams. So if you're not going to have an advantage over a team that's terrible in special teams, what is the point of paying all these guys to play special teams at that point?
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's... um I think it's interesting to look at because you're right. Special teams in situations like this game, when it is the elite of the elite, we saw that last year, right? That the, the butt punt, whatever you want to call that in the bills, dolphins week three or week, week three matchup. I'm trying to remember specifically. Yeah. um, it, it, that, that was a huge special teams play. And, you know, Micah Hyde's returned an onside kick in a dolphins game before,
1: but, but like in, in big games, it matters. I mean, look what happened in the divisional game against the Chiefs for the Bills. Tyreek yeah. Hill's back. Tyreek Hill hasn't returned to punt all season, returns mm-hmm. the punt in the big moment and gets the Chiefs down. field in injury. and they Yeah, did the Bills stop them and hold them to three points? Yes, but they, that was a moment in the game where, like, special teams mattered and the Bills did not come through when the Chiefs got an advantage and got three points off it. Like, that, it's going to come down this game. So I, I think special teams is massive. Massive bills, yeah. and then
0: what's your next before? Another,
1: another thing to look at is offense and defense, penalties, whatever you can't be getting penalized and give this team free opportunities or get behind the sticks. I would say the bills taking care of the football, mm-hmm. the Dolphins' defense, as I said, is very underachieving, and from a lot of statistics, not very good. What they are good at is forcing turnovers and they forced a lot of turnovers against the pats it's the reason they won their havoc defense the bills got to take care of the football i mean we saw it in the wild card game against the dolphins last year they didn't take care of the football and they almost blew the game because of it i mean josh still on the two picks like if you look at special teams of that game just real quickly they gave up a huge turn <laughs> in that game the bills did so like that's yeah. another thing that's like that was a big moment too so and then obviously the fumble that would turn for a touchdown for the Dolphins. So the Bills cannot afford to do that against this this Dolphins team. So I think taking care of the football is the most is really important. Third, yeah. how are you going to make the game uncomfortable for Tua? Right, Tua gets the ball out like two point two four seconds or whatever. He's quick. How, how are you going to game plan around that and have people taking away his first reading coverage while also getting up the field and pass rush and getting hands in the the throw lanes? Making pressure. And also, this is a team that likes to run the ball. I think, you know, you look at the Waddle Hill, this team likes to run the ball and likes to be creative in the run game. You have to be able to stop the run. They have a good offensive line. And they have pretty decent backs in Mostert and A-Chain. So that's another thing. If you get if they can control the line of scrimmage, control the ground game and make it a little harder on two and taking away his first being getting pressure on him early in In the play clock, I mean, I don't know not play clock, but the t- play time or whatever like the t- in under two seconds, I think they'll have some success of of at least really slowing down this offense and then the fourth thing that I think is arguably more the most important thing I'll ever mention is aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. you gotta be aggressive in this game. you can't be um you can't be kicking the field goal fourth and three from the six but like, you gotta go for it. Like three points is not gonna win this game. The Bills won the last two games against the Dolphins. The Dolphins scored twenty nine points and thirty one points. Like this is gonna be a, this is gonna be the Dolphins. As good as I think the Bills defense is, the Dolphins are gonna get to at least the mid twenties, late twenties in points, and the yeah. Bills are gonna have to find a way to score more points than that. Like it's as simple as that. You can contain them as much as you want. The Patriots contained them as much as they won They scored 24 points. The Patriots' offense could not score more than 24 points, and that's the reason they lost the game. Yeah. Bills' offense are going to have the same op. The Bills' team was going to have the same opportunity. They're going to hold them. I think that the 20, 20- the 24 to 31 point range. It just matters: can this Bills' offense and team score enough points to top that? And for me, it just comes down to you got to be aggressive on fourth down. You can't be punting the ball away on a fourth and two. Like you got to go for it.
0: Yeah. This is this, no. this
1: is like. It's like those Chiefs games. I'm sorry. This is this Miami it's very team similar. Has become in the level of what it was like playing the Bengals last year, and what has always been like playing the Chiefs is that this is a game where you can't be gun shy and take the points. You got you got to you got to gamble. You got to, right. you got to roll the dice. Hey, I I I wouldn't be surprised if we see a fake punt. We talked about special teams. I'm being serious. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we see we see some shenanigans on special teams. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Bills go for it a lot.
0: Who the Bills do that against recently? The Saints was that the Trey White ACL tear game? Fake punt. I think they uh, did. I no, think it was, it was a fake a punt. punt. It was Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Tampa, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay. You're right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. You're right. Well, that's what
1: I'm saying. Like, I think you saw it. You saw it last night with. I don't, actually, I don't think the Lions ended up going for it, but. Third and ten, they ran the ball to get seven yards to set up a more manageable fourth down. So, if they were going to go for it, they could go for it. Like Mm -hmm. that's where I think we might see the Bills do is be like, "Hey, on third and long, we don't have to get it because we're going to go for it. Let's get some of the yards back, and then let's get a more manageable fourth down to go for it." Like, I just believe the Bills, Bills cannot be passive in this game. The Bills have to be aggressive.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one thing we've seen keys to look at. Four keys, Dom's four keys. We got the Dom five on Tuesdays and Dom's four keys. I listen, I agree with you. I really do. The Bills need to be aggressive. They are under McDermott. Normally they like to go. He likes to go for it on fourth down. Not quite like Doug Peterson, but he does like to go for it on fourth down. Um, Like you mentioned, the Dolphins are on that level of those chiefs, those Bengals teams where you can't just take three. And think that's gonna get you ahead. You need to go down and get the sixth and the seventh. And you need to just, yeah, like you said, fourth and two, even if it's on your own 40 yard line, go for it. Like I'm like, don't give up points. Like if it's on your own 10, you're not gonna go for that. But like (laughs) if you if you're if you're remotely close to their side of the field, keep punching it down the field because the moment you start to play a little more conservative is the moment that Mike McDaniel especially will take that and run with it and stuff it right back in your face because he's, he's a genius play caller. Like he's, he's a very smart, smart coach. He knows exactly what he's doing. And McDermott, I think can be, can get this defense aggressive, can get the offense going and have them, you know, going for it on fourth and short. And, like you said, third and ten, let's run it. Let's get seven yards, and then go for it on a manageable fourth and three. It's all going to be about game plan, and I think that's the biggest thing here, is because you know we know Allen can take care of the football. We've seen it the past two weeks. We know that he can be smart and make those decisions on offense. We know he trusts the guys around him in the running backs, the running back room. We know has taken huge, huge strides to be where they are at this point. So that's a huge change as well from last season, in my opinion. But you're going to still have to just hammer it down Miami's throat and not give them easy things to take advantage of. Truthfully, you know, like last season, the first game we played them and we lost, Um, you know, not the clock management at the end there. Like, I get it. It was a weird situation off of a butt punt or whatever it was. But at the same time, McKenzie didn't get out of bounds and then we didn't have any timeouts, whatever. You can't give them easy stuff like that where it's like clock management and like plays like that. You need to they need to be smarter about it, which I think they will be for sure. I think they're going to have a good game plan for this. And I think they're going to execute it. So um, you ready for some score predictions, you think? Or you got anything else you want to toss in there?
1: No, I think it's I think everything that we said is completely valid. I think. Listen, this isn't. I'm cautiously
0: optimistic. That's that's what I would say.
1: Optimistic. I think. You know, when I'm, I'm approaching this game pick, I truly believe that the Dolphins and Bills are going to split. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe the Bills are going to sweep them. I don't believe the Dolphins are going to sweep us. No. So then it comes down to, I think, Where the Dolphins do they... <laughs> would, what game does which.
0: I'd love and to sweep I, them. I just, I'm, again, like I'd you said, I don't them, think it'll happen. I think,
1: like, it's easy to pick the Bills every week because mm-hmm. we're bill's oh you're podcast. picking the fins right now we're we're bill's podcast and all that and it's easy to be like that but we all know they're they're not going to win every week i mean they lost already one so with that being said this is not the week that the miami gets to win on the regular season though the bills are going to win 34 oh, 31 i think thank the bills, God. i think I like that suspense a little bit
0: yeah i did yeah
1: i I do, I I truly believe that they're gonna split. So either I, I don't I I've, I mean I still might even I don't know if I'll pick the Bills next time or pick the Dolphins next time. We gotta see how both teams are playing. I think the Dolphins are playing at an extremely high level, so I wouldn't pull it against you if you pick the Dolphins. But I just believe in my heart of hearts that the Bills defense is gonna do just enough in this game. I'm not even I don't even want to say hold them to 31 because that's that's a lot. But, like, as I said, the 24-31 to range, I think they'll do their job and hold them to that point total. And I just – I got to say, the Miami defense, down their best pass rusher, down their best corner, like, I just – this is the game for Josh Allen to have those – the Josh allen owns Miami game. So, (laughs) I I think they'll get to 34. And I think Josh will throw for four touchdown passes, throw for – Three hundred run for another fifty, so have over three hundred fifty yards of offense and win another uh, AFC Player of the Week. I think. I think this is Josh's. I don't want to say breakout game of twenty three because he played well against the Raiders and he played workman like against the Commanders, but this is Josh's like elite game, first incredibly elite game of, yeah. of the of the of the twenty three calendar. So I, I got the Bills thirty four thirty one in, in in a close one.
0: Yeah. So I agree with you. You know we are a bills podcast. It is easy to pick the bills every week. Am I saying I'm gonna do it this week? Absolutely, but i'm not I, I'm picking the bills but I'll just I'll continue for a minute. I'm not gonna leave leave you in suspense like you left me. um I don't know it's just these two teams I love seeing a rivalry back. you know we weren't around for when the rivalry was big right with the fandomonium thing like that wasn't that wasn't us you know. And to see two AFC East teams really be both in talks to go the distance, and them be rivals, of course, is like you know, it, it's kind of, it's it makes every game you play against them exciting. It's it's that Chiefs game in Arrowhead once a season or the Bengals game once a season, but twice a season in the regular season, and then you hit them in the playoffs one time too. So you you possibly play this team three times a year. Like you know them inside and out at this point. These games are always close. Like Divisional opponents just play harder than most opponents. Like even the Patriots, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just more scoring. Like unfortunately, you play them more. You they know more what you're doing. You know more what they're doing. Minus the one Monday Night Football game we went to a couple of years back, and that was the only outlier I could see there for a while. I, I know we mentioned that pretty much every show, but I just I think the Bills win this one at home. I don't see them dropping it at home necessarily. They might drop the one in Miami later in the season if they split. But you know what? We'll hold the we'll hold the hope there for for a sweep. All right, I'm I not gonna get to say, ahead of myself.
1: But I do have to say this though: the Bills are one and zero on games. I don't think though.
0: They are technically, yeah. You I've you picked the, the Chiefs, Chiefs. last I year, picked right?
1: The Chiefs last year and they won that game. So yeah,
0: yeah, what was your score yeah, prediction? My score prediction for this game: it's the Bills. The Bills have held. They've scored thirty plus by holding under 10, 10 and under. They're not gonna hold the Dolphins to ten or under. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a close one. It's going to be thirty-one to twenty-eight, Bills. I think I think we get we get touchdowns from them, and then T. Bass wins it with an extra three right at the end there, thirty-one to twenty-eight. So, um, I'm excited. Who
1: do you you think's going to be the? The, I don't want to say best Bill, but sure.
0: The the driver behind the the victory i mean like you said it's got to be ja 17 he's drinking all that pepsi and hot sauce he's wired up i think <laughs> i don't i don't see there's i don't see there's a reason why he couldn't just you know have one of those games where you know it's josh allen rushing for 150 yards it's him throwing for 350 yards you know what i mean like i can see that very well happening here because the amount of the The weight of this game, right? I mean that that plays into it as well. The whole the emotional point of it as well. And um, I just I think here we're not going to see the mistakes that we saw in that Jets game where he was getting back into it after barely playing in the preseason. I think we're going to see a honed in Josh Allen, a team that he trusts. Um, we're going to see guys get involved that I think haven't really been involved, like Sherfield and um, Shakir. I mean, he got that one touchdown, and that's his only pass completion on the season. Um, I think we're going to, the, the the work's going to be spread. I'm telling you right now, the workload is going to be spread out. and It's 31 to 28 bills. Josh Allen is the AFC Offensive Player of the Week again after this week.
1: I do like to say, it is incredibly annoying that the Patriots dominated this, decade, this division for two decades. And none of the three teams could be confident enough to put a good team up. And now, ever since the Bills are the team, it's like all three of the other teams have had moments of like, I know, being good teams. Yeah. Like, well, I guess the Jets, the Jets, to an extent, obviously, once Rodgers went down, but like, yeah, the Dolphins now are a tier one team. The Patriots are just the Patriots. They're annoying. And the Jets, even without Aaron Rodgers, they're still annoying. It's like, why, why did this all have to happen? Right. Right it's now. Like, it's what well, it is, but
0: yeah. I mean, it's it's cool to see at the same time, but it's also very frustrating. So, I mean, I can definitely makes, see where you're coming makes from. the season
1: a hell of a lot more interesting.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, you ready for some NFL-wide game predictions here? Sure. All righty. So, speaking of those deflatriates, we're going to start out with them. <laughs> Patriots are at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I don't think there's really that much to say. I mean, the Cowboys lost to Arizona last week. Um, and a kind of a surprise. The Cardinals have been kind of sleepy good for the past couple weeks. So I oh, wasn't like, good.
1: I think they're just frisky.
0: Yeah. Like they can, they can play. Um, I just, I, I don't think they lose to Belichick and the Patriots. So give me the Cowboys six and a half point favorites. I think it's a lower scoring game. I think we see it. Oh boy, I think we see the score. I, I think it's going to be 17, 14 Cowboys. I think it's close. But you got real close to the screen there. What's going on?
1: No, I had to, I, I slipped off the couch and I'm just kind of like,
0: <laughs> you just committed I to the bit. I had to play it
1: back, but then you exposed me and then I. I apologize.
0: You committed, you committed. I thought no. you were doing like a bit, like you were about to get rowdy. For no, this I,
1: I'll be honest. I slipped off the couch and I thought no one, I thought if I could just play it back, I would getting out. <laughs> well,
0: Whatever. I apologize it's, for outing you. Not, it's, all,
1: it's all good. I, I got the Cowboys as well. I think. Them being at home, I think the Cowboys' defense is hungry because they got pushed around by that Cardinals offense. Um, and I, I just think the offense for the Cowboys will do enough. I like the New England defense. So I, I think it's going to be 21-17 Cowboys. I think it's going to be a, a tight game because I think it's going to be more of a defensive battle. But also, it's it's going to be like the the Cowboys beat the Jets 30-10. to And I think the Jets are very similar to the Patriots now, but the Patriots have maybe a little bit more confident quarterback. That's not going to turn the ball over. So I think that margin gets a little closer. And uh, also they had Trayvon Diggs. So I think 21, 17 is the proper four points.
0: Trayvon Diggs. Isn't he out for the season with an ACL injury? Hmm. Fortunate. Yeah. That's so sad. It was, that's, I thought you said they had him and I, 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 no, I'm, I meant they
1: had him in week two against yeah.
0: the Jets. Yeah. No, I was very confused for a second. Anyway, Next game on the slate, another AFC's game. The Chiefs are at the Jets. Taylor Swift might be in attendance, okay? That's all the NFL news is talking about. I'm sick of Sports Center throwing Taylor Swift on there. You know, it's called Sports Center. It's not TMZ, all right? Anyway, Chiefs are 9 point favorites. Give me the Chiefs all the way. Zach Wilson has not proved anything. I mean, he beat us week 1, okay? Um a Bills team that was a shell of itself. Uh you know, you won your Super Bowl, New York or New Jersey, I should say. Good job. Week one. Um, not going to be doing it again. Chiefs, nine points. <laughs> I don't even think it's going to be that. Give me the Chiefs, 21 to seven. I think they absolutely blow them out of the water on this one.
1: Yeah, again, this is kind of, I just think it's going to be eerily similar to the Dallas game two weeks ago. Of just, I think the Chiefs defense is actually really good this year. It is. And Chris
0: Jones is also back. He's playing well, too. So,
1: And I just like the Chiefs' ability to maybe to finish their drives better off in Dallas, so I got them winning 34-10. to
0: Okay, I like it. I like it. Next game, another AFC game. We have the Ravens and the Browns. Ravens are at the Browns. The Browns are one-and-a-half-point favorites right now. Ravens, I mean, running back Lamar Jackson showed up again last week, unfortunately. Um, you know, you got the creep on the other side, like this game, just, I, I would, I wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. Uh, but
1: well, here we are. Touching but out, but...
0: I, we are touching it right now. We're, we're touching on it right now, but I, I, I think you gotta take, you gotta take the Browns in this one. I think they're a little more put together team at this point. Yeah. The Ravens have shown flashes of greatness, but, the Browns have been a little more consistent, and I think they're a better defensive team as well. So give me the Browns, one-and-a-half point favorites. And I think the Browns win it. It's going to be a closer, low I'd say, 14-7, to seven, just low, low-ish scoring, like nothing crazy.
1: Yeah, I think this is a game where the defenses are really going to dominate. And I don't know what's weird. Deshaun finally had a good game last week, but it was against the Titans. Lamar really struggled against the Colts. It's in Cleveland. I just really like what Cleveland's doing defensively. Jim Schwartz, shout out Jim Schwartz. uh, You know, was the defensive mastermind of the cold front in 2014.
0: Yeah, Mario Williams, before Rob Ryan came in and destroyed it all. Mario Williams,
1: Drew Hughes, Kyle Williams, and Marcel Darius. So, I just really like what they're doing. And I just think their defense is so dominant. I think they'll get enough. So, I I, I think this is going to be like 21-10. I just don't think the Ravens... I just don't think the Ravens about Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Lindabon, their center and left tackle potentially. I just don't think their offensive line is gonna be able to hold up against this Cleveland D line and that's gonna to lead to really a lot of pounds for Lamar. And I think I think this Browns offense does just enough. Really just enough to put up
0: enough points on the board uh to take down the Ravens. Yeah. righty. Next game, as my phone turns off and I lose my notes. Next game. Bengals are at the titans Ooh, remember when joe burrow got sacked nine times in a playoff game or whatever by them or i forget still, the exact one still got the yes. dub still one and the Bengals are two and a half point favorites against the titans um joe burrow is no longer listed as questionable on any fantasy website that doesn't which, matter his cap yeah his, his cap is trust me he's my fantasy quarterback believe me he's done absolutely nothing for me in three leagues um you know i'm starting brock Purdy over him. Absolutely, I think. I, I, haven't, I haven't made the decision yet, but maybe I won't. He only put up eight points last week. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Bengals, minus two and a half. I think the Bengals win this game. Um, I think it's kind of a duke it out kind of a game, especially with Burrow not being 100%. You know? uh, that's what we've seen out of that team a little bit. Jamar Chase had a game, though. Respect to him. Um, you got to give ooh, score prediction here. I think the Bengals are going to score 21, and the Titans will score 18. I think it'll be a weird scoring game.
1: I got the Bengals 28-13. to I think they're just going to roll. I think they're going to roll the Titans. I don't think the Titans are very good. I mean, again, I I think the variable effect is very real, and I don't solely trust Zach Taylor, but Lou Amarillo, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, is going to kill Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry – Titans have a really bad offensive line. Trey Hendrickson's going to eat, and I, I think this offense. Well, I think it's frustrating. You just saw the Browns have a very good game through the air, and a kind of a get right game. I think this yeah. is kind of that get right game for for the Bengals. So I got, I, I have them winning by fifteen plus. I mean, I, I think.
0: I just well, maybe I'll start. I, don't, I think I'm going to start. Don't start or... how
1: the, I don't think how the Titans are going to. I don't think they have the talent to really stick with them. This team, to be honest. Yeah.
0: No, all right, sounds good. Policy, so yeah, there we go. Rams, Colts, last game, Rams at Colts, basically a pick'em. Colts are one-point favorites. Um, Rams, I think, win this game. I'm going to be honest with you 100%. is Richardson is Richardson playing?
1: I don't think he's been ruled out, but if he goes, it doesn't go. I just, I really like this Rams team. Um, They're looking
0: good. Honestly, they actually are. I know
1: they're 1-2, and but losing to a good Niners team and on the road to the Bengals aren't necessarily bad. And I think that the Seahawks look pretty good, so that that road win is pretty impressive. Yeah. I just think their offensive line got overwhelmed by the Bengals' defensive line. I think the Colts have a decent offensive line, but I don't think they have nearly the defensive line the Bengals had. And I think... McVeigh will scheme stuff up. You got Matt Stafford in a dome. I think Kyron Williams is gonna have a big game on the ground. So I I think it'll be I think it'll be like a twenty four seventeen type of game. I think it'll be competitive, but I think the Rams find a way at the end of the day, uh, regardless if who plays quarterback to 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 leave Indianapolis two and two.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think it's uh, the the Rams. Matt Stafford looks good coming back from that UCL injury. He he had basically a season off. Um, and he came back looking good. He's throwing tight passes. Um, I think, you know, the Rams take the Colts. I take, 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 do not take the Colts at one point favorites, please. Uh, take the Rams easily, and I think they win this twenty-four to seven. I think they they win it big time here. So
1: are, are we doing mortal locks this week, or are we one done after? We, both lost one one. one.
0: <laughs> it's up to you. We did we did both lose our That's mortal Yeah, We'll just it. Why not?
1: We, we don't, yeah, we're not, it's not like we're in a survivor pool. Obviously, uh, the Jags unfortunately never somehow never really had a chance in that Texans game that Joe picked. Then. Uh, the Ravens, man, I don't know how they lost a a quarterback in the rain, but they somehow lost that game in overtime. Uh, yeah, cool.
0: I mean, let's just yeah. talk about how the Jags let a fullback return a just not touchdown. Talk. That's, that's like just that's not ridiculous. It. Anyway, what's your board of okay. lock?
1: Uh, so I'm gonna go to the Jags now. No, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> bounce back week uh-huh. for the Jags. I
1: think I'm gonna do the Bengals. I think I, I, I don't. I don't know. I think for mortal lock, I'm. I don't want to pick teams that are huge favorites after the whole. Ravens no, you got to make it a competitive. I want to make it somewhat interesting. So I'll do the Bengals. I just really think the Bengals, if Joe's healthy this week, they get. They want to get back to two and two, buys in two weeks. If they want to be the team that they want to be, they go on the road and dominate uh, a very well coached, hard working Titans team, but not very talented. So I got the Bengals.
0: Alrighty. Well, I got one for you. You ready for this? It's a game we did not talk about today. Okay, can I guess? Yeah. Are you gonna put the Niners in the cards? That was a thought. It was a thought. It was not not who I'm going with though. I'm taking the Chargers. Okay, they won their fir- their their game last week. Not their first. Was that their first game? Yeah, they're yes, one so. and two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they basically have a combined loss of like single digit points like from the first two weeks just because they chargered. I think the Raiders are a team that they can easily beat. Um it just here's the question are they gonna are they gonna charger themselves? And I don't think they will this week. So that's my mortal lock. Chargers over the Raiders. I'm not giving a score prediction though. That's a little too crazy with the Chargers. You never know how those games it's, more, go. it's the mortal lock. It's just a mortal lock. The Chargers are beating the Raiders so no, no, we
1: dead we're dead because
0: we what'd you say?
1: Even though our heads are both hanging on the floor because we're both dead, but yeah,
0: it. yeah, I, I mean, mean it's it's whatever, all right? Like you know, mortal locks. We could we could lose some mortal locks. It's all right. We'll have a record at the end of the season. But um, I think that's gonna do it for this edition of Betting on the Bills. We wow, we did a lot. We did hot sauce and Pepsi. We did Bills re- like Bills Dolphins. All these games, mortal locks. It's it's been a good show as always. I've been joined by none other than Dom Loss, Dom. How do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. Let's squish the Miami Squishy Fishies. Come on.